Welcome, everyone. I am Bob Wurzelbacher, the director of the Respect Life Office for the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. And this is our video podcast series that we call Being Pro-Life. Each month, we'll discuss a different topic in the Respect Life arena. We'll hear personal stories from people deeply affected by those issues. And finally, we'll share ways that you can get involved. This month's topic is 40 Days for Life and Praying Outside of Abortion Facilities. Those of you who haven't been listening to the first four podcasts this month, we kicked off this topic with Sean Carney of 40 Days for Life about his organization, how they gather for 40 days twice a year to pray outside abortion centers across the world, help women change their minds about abortion, and even convert those who work in the abortion business. Then we talked with Abby Johnson about her experience as the director of a Planned Parenthood Center in Texas and how effective she knows this to be in curbing abortion appointments. And then we spoke with our local 40 Days for Life leaders, Mary and Jenny, about how to sign up at 40daysforlife.com. And last week, we spoke with Peter Raines, the leader from Toledo, Ohio, and his inspiring story of how his prayer led to a powerful conversation with an abortionist. And today, we have a very special guest. Will you please introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Denisha Lewis, and I was saved from abortions. All right, Denisha. I am so glad you're with us today. Why don't you just share with us your story? I found out I was pregnant. I want to say I was like, I was real early. So I was like probably no more than seven days pregnant. I found out I really didn't know what I wanted to do at the time. The environment that I was in with the child's father, me and him, we wasn't seeing eye to eye. We wasn't in a, a great space at that time. And we already had one kid together. So it was like bringing another kid in the world. My headspace was everywhere. I didn't know what to do. My friend at the time, she was, she had found out that she was pregnant as well. So we both found out that we was pregnant at the same time together. She went on ahead and got her abortion, made the appointment. And wow. she was like, oh, I think you should do it, you know. And, you know, I'm, I'm starting to listen like, okay, maybe I should. So, you know, I won't have to bring another life, a human being into the world. Right. And it's just me and a parent is not getting along. So at that point, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to tell nobody I'm pregnant. She's the only person that knows that I'm pregnant. I'm going to just go ahead and call, make my appointment to the abortion clinic. I made an appointment. They, When you make an appointment to the abortion clinic, depending what abortion clinic you go to, they can schedule you out really far because it's a lot of people that right. schedule to get an abortion. So the when I called the first time, the lady was like, "Well, we can schedule you out, but by the time we'll schedule you, you'll probably be like two months pregnant at the time." So I'm like, "Okay, I know, like, I know it's like, don't y'all do?" I was asking questions because I know it's like a law where you know when the baby's heart start beating, y'all don't do it. But I guess that wasn't the case. I guess they still do it even though the baby's heart still beat. So she scheduled me an appointment. I went to the first appointment. The second appointment, the first appointment is they just do the ultrasound. They tell you the procedure of what they're going to do. You can either do taking a pill, which is the, no, you either take a pill, which stop the baby's heart. And all they do is put you to sleep and then, you know, suction the baby out, or you can have surgery and, you know, they suction the baby out either or sometimes they say it's not good to take the pill because it doesn't always work the baby's heart doesn't always stop my friend got hers done after she got her done she did not she was not the same she didn't it was hard for her a little bit to walk it was 
hard for her to heal. It took her a long, long time to heal. When I went to my second appointment. All right. So Denisha, let me interrupt you for just a second. So you were talking about your friend. So, and so you said you had a friend who was getting pregnant at the same, about the same time and she had her abortion and, yeah. and she was encouraging you to do the same thing. Although at the same time, she had a lot of difficulty healing after that abortion. Was she encouraging you after she was healed up or during that time? So the fact that it was difficult for her to heal wasn't affecting her encouragement for you or where? Um, probably about the same time that it took place. It was like, oh, you should go ahead and get yours. I'm getting mine, basically. Okay, she was so, mostly yeah. encouraging you after she had made the appointment and not so much yeah. after she had had that abortion, right? Let me ask you a little bit more about your time when you were there making your appointment. Did you do you feel like, like a machine? Like you went in, like I'm thinking about having an abortion. They were like, okay, let's schedule you. Or was there some counseling involved? Like, did you feel like there was some listening as to whether or not, did you feel like they just treated you like we know she wants an abortion and encouraging you to have an abortion because you were there? Or was there some counseling, like, are you sure this is what you want to do? No, it wasn't no counseling. They don't ask you. They don't give you a confirmation. Like, oh, are you sure you want it? They don't, they don't care. They just ready to get their money and go on about the next day. Okay. So you, you definitely felt like they were just treating you as someone who definitely wanted to have an abortion. Now, when, yeah. you, when you were making that appointment, did you feel sure at that time or you were really unsure? Uh, well, when I made the appointment, I, in my head, I was for sure that's what I really wanted to do. So, yeah. Okay. So anyway, so sorry, I interrupted you. So oh, you, you had your first appointment and that was for the ultrasound, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then now typically, I think, at least from the people I spoke with anyway, the second appointment would be the abortion, but you had a second interim appointment as well, or that was the abortion appointment you're talking that about? That was the abortion appointment, yeah. Okay. So, okay. So you're going to, so sorry. So back to the story. So you're going now <laughs> to the abortion center for on the day that you have the appointment. Okay. So then what happened? And then I seen the um, abortion activist people that were standing outside. It was only two of them, which was Austin and Rachel. They were outside protesting against pro-life and, you know, abortions. And she told me to come over just to speak with me briefly. And she said she had resources that can help me and people that care about me. And she was just telling me like, oh, these people, they don't care about you. They just want my money. And I told her like, okay, you know, I'm going to just, at first I was like, oh, I'll think about it. And then after I went in and gave the lady my money and I sat down, I got back up. I said, I want my refund. I don't, this is, this is not for me. I don't know. I just felt like something like, you know, whispered inside my ear or something like, don't do it. This is, this is, you don't want to do it. So I went back outside. I talked to Rachel and she walked me to a, it was not too far, just a few blocks down from the abortion clinic. It was like a woman's care center. Right. And they, you have like ultrasounds there. They have parenting classes there. They have a lot of resources that can help you if you don't have baby stuff. They help you get baby stuff. They help you find homes and, you know, things like that. They help you set up your first prenatal appointment with the doctor. So, yeah, that was very, very helpful. She took me there. She dropped me off. She told me we exchanged numbers. And after we exchanged numbers, she said a prayer for me before she left. 
And I told her a little bit about my story on my way to the Women's Care Center about why I wanted to do an abortion. And she was like, well, you know, there's Women Care Center. You can talk to them. They'll help you out. They'll guide you. They'll do whatever, anything that you need, they'll help you with. Went to the Women's Care Center. And before we even did like ultrasounds or what I wanted to do, there was a counselor. And she was like, why? Basically, she interviewed me and asked me questions of why do I want to do the things that I wanted to do, what decision, what led me to make the decision I wanted to get an abortion. And I told her, and then, you know, me, I think me speaking to her, letting everything out, it really, really helped me because at that time I didn't tell nobody I was pregnant. Only my friend knew I was pregnant. My mom didn't even know I was pregnant because I didn't know how to tell her. I didn't know how she will handle it. I didn't know how she was going to take it. Spoke to the lady And, you know, the lady, she kind of changed my mind about it because I felt like I was being real selfish to get an abortion. I wasn't thinking about the baby. I was just thinking about myself and then the father. I wasn't thinking about the baby and the life that the baby will have and, you know, other siblings that he might, he can have. And I wasn't thinking about none of that. I was just thinking about myself. So. She changed my mind. I was going to the Women's Care Center to get my ultrasounds up until I was about, I want to say, 11 or 12 weeks. Because after 12 weeks, they cut it off. They just don't do it after 12 weeks. So the people that were standing outside, the the protest people, which was Rachel and Austin, I had text Rachel and let her know, like, oh, you know, I decided to keep the baby she got so happy. She was like, oh, I'm so happy. Thank you. You know, and her and her, the church that she attends to, they helped me out a lot with the baby. They bought me stuff for the baby. They took me shopping. They gave me like card gift cards for the baby and my family. Me and Rachel and Austin, we still keep in contact to this day. I feel like people that are wanting to do an abortion or thinking about doing an abortion shouldn't because it's a lot, a lot of resources out there. And I feel like it will affect you in the long term. If you do get an abortion, it will, it won't affect you. Right. So, so obviously you didn't know Rachel and Austin, right? Before that? No. Yeah. I didn't know them. Okay, so you're trying to walk into the center. I, I, I don't know exactly, of course, what the center looks like. It, it sounded like, was there like a fence around the other side of the fence, or were they right there in front of you? No, it wasn't a fence. It was just like a little few little steps. Okay, so they were they were kind of standing outside. They weren't obviously blocking your way or anything like that, right? But they were just, no. they were just what, yards away or something? Yeah, like just, yeah, yeah, yards away. And then, but, but you're thinking I'm going into the abortion center for, for this appointment. And what, what were you feeling when you first noticed them? Were you like, oh no. Yeah, here's- that's my, that's my, I'm like, oh no, here, here we go. They're going to try to get me to change my mind. I'm not doing it. I already have a firm answer. There's nothing y'all can say that can make me change my mind. You can say whatever you want to say. I'm still not changing my mind, but she changed my mind. Right. So do you remember, because do you remember what it is that they, that they said when you're walking by that had you feel like, okay, this is a person who cares. This isn't a person she who's was, just. Yeah. She was like, uh, excuse me, miss, excuse me. 
I hate to bother you, but these people, they do not care about you. They do not care about your baby. All they want is your money that they don't care about you. Can you just please give me a second to talk to you? And that's what made me change my mind. Wow. Like, okay, let me just go ahead and hear her out, see what she has to say. Right. But you did say you you didn't do that. You went in the building at first, right? Yeah. And you, and yeah. you gave your you actually gave your money and sat down. Yeah. And then you then you thought about what she had been saying out there, and then you got up and you felt like you 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 expressed it as a whisper, right? But like like yeah. God was speaking to you or something like that. At that time. Yeah, I had like uh, I heard something and uh got up and. Asked for my money back and walked out. And when I asked for my money back, you know, the receptionist, she gave me this nasty look. Like she was, I, she was disappointed basically. So yeah, they, that's how I knew. I'm glad I didn't make the decision that I made because they do not care. Right. But you were able to get your money back. I've heard stories from other people who have made appointments where they had to put the money up front or something. And then when they canceled the appointment, they didn't get their money back. But you were you were right there. It had been like a yeah. minute, apparently, or something. So Right. So, so you did get the money back. And how much did any of your appointments at this pregnancy care center that you went to, did that cost you anything at all? No, everything was free. Everything. Yeah, everything was free. Right. Yeah. Had you heard about before you even did this, as far as abortion centers go, were you aware that sometimes people protest or pray outside of abortion centers? You would heard about that before. You knew that this could happen. No, no, actually, no. I didn't. I didn't think this could happen. No. So this was your second appointment. Did was yeah. was anybody out there the first time you went in for your ultrasound? No. There was nobody there that time. Just happened to be there at the time that you really needed them, I guess, to be there. Right. Right. So, and then she took you to the nearby pregnancy care center and you got the help you needed. So for people who believe, and many people apparently do believe that pregnancy care centers are people who are just, they're tr- all they're doing is they're trying to save the life of the baby, but they don't care about the mother. They just care exactly. about changing your mind. That's what people think. What can you tell people who are listening of why, of how you know differently about the way they cared for you when you went into the pregnancy center? Um, they were more concerned about what this, what the, why I wanted to do the decision that I did. They were more concerned about where I was sleeping. Do I have any other kids and what, what other things that they can do to help me succeed, to make me, you know, want to be a better person. They, they just actually care. And they also gave me like resources of numbers of um, hospitals I can go to. If you don't have a job, they have resources about jobs you can go to. They they were just they were just more care, and they didn't care about you know your money or anything like that. They just genuinely wanted to help you. Right. So you said you were in a, you weren't in a good space with the father, and you already have another child. So yeah. So are you still with the father, or that didn't end up working out? Yeah, we worked it out and got everything situated. So we just. I think we just needed time apart. And so, yeah, brought us more closer together than anything. So, yeah. Oh, okay, great. But having the job and make that, making that decision, you were able to work things out. That's great. Okay. So now your, your baby is how old and your oldest baby is how old? He's five months. I have three kids. One is, she'll be nine in March 14th. She's eight right now. The other one is three. And then I have a five-month-old. Hey, three and five months. That's beautiful. And you're still with the father too. So you're all together as a family. 
right? Yes, yeah. That's terrific. So for anyone who might be listening, right, who is thinking, well, I don't know if I want to pray outside of a a center. I'm not sure if it's ever going to do any good. What do you have to say to someone who's on the fence about thinking about whether they want to spend some time praying outside of a center? Do you have anything to say to them? Yes, to keep doing what you're doing, keep doing God's what God wants you to do, because there's a lot of people that's out there that needs to be saved. Abortions, abortion clinics does not care. It's the people that's outside of the of the abortion clinics. Those are the people that care. Right. Yeah. If anyone happens to be listening who's in a crisis pregnancy, right, and they're thinking, okay, fine, maybe that worked out for her, but I just want the choice. I can't imagine being able to take care of this baby. I just need to have an abortion. Do you have anything you yes. might want to say they to can, a woman like that? They can talk to anybody. If they feel like they can't talk to no family member, they can talk to people at the church. They can talk to firefighter departments. They can talk to adoption clinics. They can talk to children's services. They can, it's millions of resources. So don't, I don't want them to feel like they're alone or they don't have nobody else to go to which, when they have a lot. Of, it's a lot of people that they can go to right. other than abortion clinics. Right. So go, go somewhere where somebody really does care. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, well, thank you so much, Denisha. I was having a little bit of difficulty finding someone who was willing yeah. to actually go on camera and share her story. Oh, really? really <laughs> I am really grateful that you were willing to come on camera and share your story. So thank you so much for, uh, for sharing your story and giving us some time today. You're welcome. Thank you as well. I just want to remind everyone, if you want to sign up for the local 40 Days for Life campaign, it happens twice a year during Lent and in the fall. Just go to 40dayspforlife.com slash Cincinnati or slash Dayton. Go to locations and search for the one nearest you. And you can even sign up for a slot online. And I want to thank all of our viewers and listeners for tuning in on this episode of our Being Pro-Life series. Head to the website and view all the links talked about in this episode at www.catholiccincinnati.org slash being-pro-life. Thank you again for joining us today, and I look forward to being with you next time.